Hello everybody and welcome to what's going to be a very, very blooming good podcast. Whether you're listening to it on SoundCloud, Spotify or iTunes or you're watching it on YouTube, can I just take this opportunity to say thank you so much. Please consider leaving a review, a rating, a comment or whatever you can do on the given platform that you're listening to it on. Before we get into it, I just want to say there's, how do I say this? There's a lot of strong language, all right? So if you're easily offended, uh, I'm kind of sorry. However, I left the swearing in and, and I allowed the swearing and the strong language to, to be in there because it was such a, an honest, open and deep conversation that we had with our guest. And it would have been rude to keep checking everybody on their swearing, especially an Australian. They, they, seem, to, uh, they seem to enjoy that strong language. So if you are easily offended, apologies. Um, if you're not, then enjoy this podcast. It's sure to be a, a good one. And part two of this one will be coming out soon. So without further ado... Take it away, Chris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the best podcast in the world in Derbyshire, in <laughs> Preston, right now is, of course, the Group L. Right, before we get into it, Cam, I need to address a situation. The amount of people well, that are leaving so comments... I. Pardon? I wanted to address something as well before oh, we got sweet. into things, two, but I'll let you go first. Two points of um, hot topics. Right, first up... Everyone that's watching on YouTube right now, this podcast is available on Spotify, on iTunes, iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. <laughs> and Spotify. <I'm>, Spotify <laughs> it's on Spotify twice. But listen, I keep, everyone keeps messaging me saying, is it available on Spotify? Is it available on iTunes? Yes, it is. So just go and find it. It's the Gruppetto. All right? So that's, that's the first thing out of the way. So I don't have to address that anymore. Cameron, what's on the agenda? Well, we had a comment in a recent podcast, Woo-hoo! might have been the last one, might have been, might have been the one before, which I just wanted to highlight, just ever so ever so slightly. Brilliant. And it was it was something along the I can't remember word by word, but it was something along the lines of Cameron would be such a great host if he didn't have a stuff. <laughs> I remember all right. that. <laughs> yeah, all right. And it's like, I, did, I mean, I don't know about you, but I thought Einstein was dead. He's, it turns out he's alive and well, and he's in your fucking comment section. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? Like, mate, come on. Like, I'm 24 years old. Thank you for stating a fucking, an obvious piece, like an obvious fact. Like, why, what does this guy think? What does, gives him the privilege, right? To think I'm going to like, to the privilege to say to you and me, because we're on the internet, right? Why, why he thinks he can say that. Would he ever go to his workmate or work colleague, yeah, who's sat there, who's probably doing a, a, a presentation about a new project or something, and they, they start to stutter in their presentation. He go, he puts his hand up and goes, hold on a minute, Deborah. Look, you would be you would be really good at doing this presentation if you didn't have a stutter. No, you fuck it. You wouldn't say that. You would never, ever say that to someone. So what, th- what does this entitled prick think that he has that allows him to say this to two people on the internet like i think people forget chris that we are we're normal people man like you and me yeah we are normal people we wake up in the morning we eat food and we take a shit like we aren't any anything special like when people say stuff like it it, it, it applies to us as much as as it applies to the next person so yeah thank you for highlighting something that i've realized for the last 24 years of my life Well, firstly, I'm, I'm I'm sorry I wrote that comment. I just thought you were going to find it quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what everyone else can't see on the podcast and on the video is our guest is just sat there just looking at you like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Mate, listen to this comment I got yesterday. I put it on my Instagram. Dude, get some testosterone or whatever. You have no punch and hell, I don't know what's <laughs> up with, with you, but you sound more girly than most girls. Not even talking about the voice. What? <laughs> I mean, I just, I kind of just roll with the punches with that stuff. I don't. Yeah, but you're right. People forget that. People forget that you are a genuine, you know, normal human being with feeling. Oh, I guess it's gone with you, with uh, with feelings. And yeah, because you put yourself out there on the public forum, that people um, feel that they have a right to um, to literally say whatever they want about you. And um, but you know, and, and I'm sure we'll get this. We'll we'll get some thoughts from our guest on that one because I bet he's been um, he's been um, abused online at some point in his um, in his YouTube career. It's not even it's not even being abused. It's just like it's just genuine. It's abuse. It's abuse. Idiocy. Right. Shall we get our guest on? Let's do it. Let's right, crack Cam, on. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I found this little soundbite and I want to play it for you. So where does this oh, take no. where does this take you back to? Good morning, you cracking humans. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? That was uh, that was like 20, 2016 in uh, in Hitchin in England, how, <laughs> wasn't how it? Cool, but but get this right. So that intro was on the yeah. vlog of oh well. Hey, listen, it's a cycling maven, aka no Mark Ferguson, aka the, the cycling maven. Let's get him in, and then we'll talk more about the podcast. Mark, how are you? Good boys, good to be here. We got the band back together. The band is back together. What a good-looking band it is as well. <laughs> We're getting GLCs, yeah. We, 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 you guys aren't follically challenged like I am, though. No, well, Cam is on his. On hey, his Chris is getting there. Look at that forehead. <laughs> it's getting bigger, isn't it? It's getting longer. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger, mate. Nah, Thanks, you 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 got to do it right, mate. How old are you now? You'd be thirty-seven. Early forties. Whoa. Whoa. And that's no, that, everybody. A what a great here. podcast it was. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, mate, I reckon you've got it. If you haven't lost it by 30, you've got it for life. Do you think? You've got your hair. Yeah, I, absolutely. I so. me, absolutely. Me, me dad's, you um, may see it. My dad's still yeah. pretty um, – he's got it all there still, and he's in his 60s now. So I think I'm – as long as I take after him, I'll be all right. I mean, Cam's got – you, you, you shouldn't talk too soon, Cam, because, mate – that wig <laughs> it could just go instantly you, you just you you're only 24 yeah but again like my my dad's got quite thick hair and he's he's like late 50, mid 50s now so well, yeah. you'll be right hopefully you'll be right so yeah i was saying, um, yeah. i was looking back through the old podcasts mark and um so that that intro from cam was actually on the um the vlog when you headed out to France and we met for the first time. So that was 2016. So yeah. you and I met at 2016 yeah. when you came to France. I think, I think it was Chamonix. Chamonix it was, or something, no, it somewhere was, around um, there. No, it was uh, Mont... No, what was it? It was that place where oh, there was Saint, that Saint, massive... Saint Mont Michel. Yeah, yeah. What a place Mont, that Mont was. Mont Saint Michel. Mont Saint Michel. And I think Cam, I met him the following year. Mm-hmm. At um, at Hitchin with uh, with um, what's the, oh god, Ross. mind blank. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that so, was that um, the guy with the Tesla? Yeah, with the yeah. Tesla. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they they were good days. But uh, God, man, I can't believe how much time's flown. Right, let's 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 go all the way back because 
It's for me. It's like it's an amazing story. And me and Cam used to talk about you a lot, you know, uh, and what you were up to and what you were doing. And I, I kind of want to find out how it all went for you and then what's been happening since. So your channel started as, as more like a, a tips channel, didn't it? I look all the way back at the start and it was uh, like a lot of criterium tips, how to race and things like that before you got into the vlogging, right? Yeah, so... Uh, initially, I started because I, I found uh, I, I got back into cycling. So I did cycling for many years, and then I got into CrossFit. And I did CrossFit. And I went from this skinny little seventy-two kilo little dude to this eighty-nine kilo beast de deadlifting and stuff. <laughs> and then I, one day I was deadlifting at the CrossFit gym, in, and this is in about two thousand and thirteen. I thought, what am I doing? What am I? What am I lifting this heavy weight for? What am I achieving here? So. I got back into racing and then I went from, and I started doing massive Ks and I did no gym, no CrossFit. And so I went back into cycling and started racing. So it was in 2013, 2014, I discovered Durian Rider. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for some reason, I just latched onto his vegan thing and making videos and stuff. And, um, and I, I remember back, I absolutely loved him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you guys. But I still, I've still got a lot of time for him. Mm -hmm. You know, he does some crazy stuff, but I, I think he's, uh, I think he's a good guy in person. And so I started making the videos, the tips, videos, and stuff. But it's one of those things where you've got to stay fit. Like I look at Cam; he's twenty four. You know, he's fit as a fiddle. Well, but what happens is, as you get older, it's it's harder to stay fit. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so to keep doing those tips videos and the racing videos and the commentary. And actually being at the front of the bike race was just not sustainable. So I started doing vlogs. And, and this is where the, the channel sort of, you know, it sort of evolved into this vlogging channel, mm -hmm. cycling vlogging channel, which I think I was one of the first to do. Oh, yeah. That. I think Durian Ryder was doing his videos and he was doing bike tips and stuff. But I think I was one of the first to get into the vlogging, the cycling vlogging side of things. Yeah. And I remember, Cam, when you first started your channel, <laughs> I don't know if I can share this, but you, you yeah. sent me some messages saying, hey, bro, I'm working my <laughs> guts out here. Let's, let's, um, can, you, can you help me out? Can you give me a shout out? Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. This is weird. Do you remember that? Yeah, man, I remember. 100%. I was going to bring all this up. Like, I was, I was going to talk about this as well. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, look, it, it went into that. And I don't want to sort of bore you with the long story, but I think the more I got involved in the politics of cycling, you know, I had troubles with the ASO and we can we can talk about yeah, all that when I went definitely. to the Tour de France. I think it was a mistake going and doing the tours. And Cam, yeah. I spoke to you about all of this stuff when we were at Hitchin, but uh, there was a lot of politics and and so and there was a lot of nastiness, you know. I think the the funny, the crazy thing about cycling is that people in cycling doing what we're doing, and and you know the media people and the uh, they they just there's so much infighting and just shit that goes on behind the scenes that I sort of backed away from it. When I finished the 2017 tour, I was like, I'm sort of burnt out with cycling. And I'm burnt out with the politics of cycling, mm -hmm. and I'm also burnt out with making videos. And, and so that was a bit of a shame because it was three things, or two things that I love, cycling and making videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, 
the 2016 tour that we we met on, I think that was those vlogs were absolutely phenomenal. They were they were brilliant, and obviously there wasn't as many politics going on there. You were following Rob with uh, Ride Ride Magazine, was it? Ride Media, yeah. Ride Media, yeah. and that was so, yeah, that was that was amazing. Yeah, they were good, and I think to go back and do it a second year, we sort of underestimated. I mean, Rob had a lot of good access to the to the tour, so he'd done it so many times, and Rob started Ride Media you know back in the day in the 90s man when i was a, a young tagger racing we were getting that magazine you know through the through the late 90s and the and the early 2000s you know i was buying it every every month or every time it came out i was buying the new magazine you know but then the internet came along and it sort of uh rob had to sort of change things up a bit and so he said look why don't you come and we'll do some collaborative stuff together on the 2016 Tour de France. And for me, that was fantastic because I was just some pleb who was making videos racing bikes in Melbourne. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me to be at the Tour de France was a pretty cool thing. And uh, and so my heart was really in the 2016 Tour de France. Yeah. It was really in it. I was frothing on it. Yeah, you could you could tell, especially when you compare it to, to, to 2017. Yeah, well, yeah. Because that's when, that 2017 was when you did the, uh, the, the crowdfunding, right? Yeah. So 2017 was when we did the Kickstarter. And I think in retrospect, it, there was a number of things that went wrong with that. I mean, uh, I, I underestimated my the fact that I wasn't going with Rob again. There was a there was a big part of the access side of things that I was missing with Rob. You know, he put mm -hmm. he, he connected me with people that I wouldn't have had connections with. And so that was a big part of it. Um, but there was also, look, the Kickstarter didn't go down well with a lot of people. I think, you know, we didn't expect to get so much money and we, we hit 50-something thousand dollars. Is that how much you got? And Yeah, 50, 50 grand or 49 grand or something like that. I can't remember. I'd have to go look. Oh but somewhere around that, which is a lot of money. We didn't expect that, man. Mm -hmm. We didn't expect that sort of dollar value. And, um, and so what we said was, look, We'll go do the 2017 Tour de France. This is what we said to our, our, our humans on our, on our channel. And we'll go and do the Tour de France. We'll go to do the Giro. And if we make, you know, if we get 30 grand, because that'll cover expenses plus a little bit of spending money, because it's expensive to do these things. Oh, yeah, if you, yeah, go do yeah. a, you go do a grand tour, it's 20 grand expenses easily. And mm -hmm. that's, not even, that's, that's not even getting paid for your work, right? So... Um, so yeah, so we, we said, look, we get thirty grand, we'll do the Giro. We get forty grand, we'll do the, the the Tour de France as well. And if we get fifty grand, we'll go do the the Vuelta. Mm -hmm. And we uh, we ended up hitting that number. I mean, I can't believe people would chip in that sort of money, mate. It was insane. Yeah, it, it turned out to be one percent of my audience. <laughs> so something like a thousand. It was a thousand people. No, yeah, so. Like, well, I got fifty thousand subs, so I'm not good with maths. What's that? Thousand people chipped in. Nine hundred and something people chipped in money. Is that all? Which and you is got in, fifty grand for it. Two two percent. Two percent, but that's a lot of. Yeah, that's a lot of for nine hundred and something people. But I think a, I don't know, man. I don't know how that happened, but uh, it's a pretty cool story. I don't know, like I don't know many YouTubers that have raised no that sort of no way. Cap to go do something like that. And to be fair, you know, for that amount of work, 
like to go to the tour, to go to one grand tour and bust your nut going 21 days making videos and traveling around, you know, as I said, the expenses are 20 odd grand. You're not, we're not making a lot of money. No, we didn't make a lot. We didn't make any money really. The whole lot of it we spent on, on the grand tours. So was the idea to make the, make that content, then get the views, get the subscriptions up, get the ad revenue and then look towards getting sponsors on board. Yeah, I think so. Look, I think, I don't know what we were thinking, bro. That was back in a time when, uh, when the vlogs, I realized that making vlogs every day, so getting up, going, hey, guys, good, hey, cracking humans, you know, just talking, talking, talking shit every day about nothing, doing these vlogs. I just, it wasn't sustainable. No. It wasn't sustainable. I think I look at other YouTube channels now, just in other genres, and I see these people making videos about a specific topic. So they'll, they'll make a, not a vlog, but they'll talk about a specific, like Casey Neistat's a classic example. Yeah, man. Yeah. He'll talk about a political event, or he'll talk about a, a, a product, or he'll talk about the fact that he's trying to get the hornet's nest out of the back of his yard, right? And he'll make it a story about, a, about something. Right, mm -hmm. but I think what the mistake I was making was making blogs about really nothing in particular and trying to work it out as I went through the day. I don't know if you've been in that situation, Cam, because you make similar sort of content. But I've saw, I've even seen that your content content's got a point as you go through. You know, yeah, and I think exactly. it performs better. Yeah, exactly, man. Like I, I guess it was the same. It was the same for me. Like I just I just kind of lost all motivation to to just chat shit and like. I wanted. I, I got to a point where I wanted every. It was. It was after the Zwift thing with the with the with the France video, Chris, wasn't it? Yeah. The one way ticket to France, and then that, that video did so well, and I was like, actually, maybe there's more of a desire for less quantity content, but something that's that's got more of a storyline. Or you know, some. I wanted to get to a point where every single video that I, I upload has has that original idea about it, you know, rather than oh, here's me going spending more money on on a coffee and fucking. Like this is what I'm up to today, and I'm doing nothing, sort of thing. Like it, every video, I wanted to have have that have that goal and have that story. You know, yeah, that story, I guess. Mate, how the fuck did that video? I had a look at one of your videos of you riding somewhere, you know. And as I said, I'm sort of st I've stepped away from sort of YouTube completely lately. But there's one with 1.3 million views. Yeah, mate, it's, it's like, insane. I didn't even know that many people like cycling. <laughs> no, and I don't think they do. I don't. I, this is what this is kind of what I'm trying to figure out myself. I think like, what I'm, I'd, I I want to try and target my content to like your average sort of 20, 30 year old you know person that, that kind of likes. They're into adventure. They're into travel, and I think they're that they're in you know flying taking the cheapest one-way ticket in europe is like a cool kind of quirky adventure type thing and the fact that i'm cycling back like they'll they're, what i'm hoping is that like a completely new viewer to cycling is going to watch that video and be like oh all right this looks quite cool like i didn't realize i didn't realize you could ride a thousand k's on on a bicycle like i didn't know you could do that and yeah um, like i did i did another one which did pretty well where we took um we, we threw took a boris bike to the south of france and again it's that it's that which is like a, a, a city hire bike in, in London, right? And you can hire them for 24 hours. So we drove one down to Alpe de Ways and, and basically rode up, up and down it and drove back um, in ju 
just under 24 hours. If you're if you're over that time, you get fined like 300 pounds per bike. We had two bikes, so I think people just enjoy that that sense of like uncertainty and a sense of adventure, and maybe like trying to make people think, oh, cycling is actually cool, and I I, I want to give it give it a try now, maybe. And I think that's I think that's the key. I think cycling's too niche to to just make content which is going to be which is going to satisfy you know your, your your middle-aged second cat racer like i think we you know we've got to make content now which is going to engross a bigger audience and more more of a mainstream i guess yeah yeah i do agree with that and, and i think and i'm seeing that obviously with a lot of genres of, of videos now that's where it's at you've got to make you know topical content and and, and content with a story and look you know, people message me still, even now, even no even so long after not making videos, and say, "Look, are you coming back, mate?" There, I'm going to be honest with you. There's not a day that goes by where I don't want to pick up the camera and get back <laughs> into it and make regular content. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I'm in a funny situation mentally where I'm like, I look at bloggers now and I cringe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I don't yeah. want to do vlogs. And do I have time to make these real mm-hmm. proper documentaries? Do I have the energy? I mean, I've got a newborn, man. We've got an eight-week-old. I've got a little toddler. I'd rather be doing other stuff. But then I haven't really got that excuse either because I look at you, someone like you, Chris, and you're banging out the videos and you've got two kids. So, you know, it's no excuses, really. Well, it's the full, and same with vegan cyclists. It's the full-time job, though. It's That's that's what I'm doing full-time. Yeah. So I've, I've managed to... to carve out a wage from it so that makes it a hell of a lot easier now back in the day i used to i I never used to call you out but i always said to cam is when this crowdfunder started i was like he's selling out too quick he's selling out far too quick i was like i want this guy to get to a hundred thousand subs before you kind of you did what you did with your crowdfunding and i was worried what happened was going to happen do you do you regret that, and do you wish you'd have pushed a little bit further with your regular content and your regular vlogs to have broken that hundred thousand? Because especially back then, even three or four years ago, a hundred thousand subs was was you know a, a good amount. Yeah, look, man, this is something I think a lot about. I think a lot about, and and I've received a lot of criticism from it. I mean, even in the early days of the Giro, we got. I got hammered by people in the early days. And I think it wasn't even the main supporters. I think it was what, – what actually happened is uh, we did the Giro first and SBS in Australia wasn't covering the Giro at all, okay? Mm-hmm. And so what a lot of people did in, in, the, in the social media world is said, hey, look, Cycling Maven's going to the Giro. Just watch his content. So we had a lot of people coming over to our channel, not knowing who I was, mm-hmm. expecting to see race footage and expecting to see proper coverage. And there's me, ch- you know, chiming into a pizza and uh, a, a cafe <laughs> latte and talking absolute chang about the cafe. And, you know, there must have been a whole bunch of people coming onto my channel thinking, what the fuck is yeah. this shit, right? And I don't blame them because when I first saw Casey Neistat and other bloggers, you know, doing their stuff, I was like, who are these fucking weirdos, right? Yeah. But – now, um, now I had all these people come across and were sort of, you know, coming in the comments saying uh, all sorts of stuff. And I remember, <laughs> I remember after about day three, there was one comment. We copped a lot of criticism, and I knew a lot of people jumping on board. And what there was one comment. Obviously, Australia was the opposite side of the world in terms of the times. 
So we were sleeping over the night, someone had commented, and I woke up in the morning to the top comment, which was upvoted by everyone. Can I, can I, have, to, a, can I have a guess ha- at this? To, Hannah needs a cock in her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. That was, wait, that was the top comment. <laughs> Hannah needs a cock in her ass, and it was upvoted. I was, uh, I was so, listening to the Daily Talk Show yesterday <laughs> with you on it, and that was... You mentioned it then. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, we, we we got some humor out of it, but we were also a little bit frustrated because we really did care about creating good content. Yeah. Uh, and to answer your question, you know, did I want to get to 100,000 subs? Well, yeah, I fucking wanted to get to 100,000 subs, but I didn't have that in mind. Mm-hmm. And as I said to you, we were at a stage after the, uh, after the indie pack and stuff where, you know, um, Mike Hall was killed and I was just like you know what I don't really want to keep making vlogs and I think the next thing is maybe I go back to the the tours and we do this grand tour series so really all we were doing was experimenting yeah, we, yeah. you know I felt as though even with my vlogs back in the day when I first started I felt as though I was sort of paving the way a little bit in the cycling genre world and so we were just trying something new with the Kickstarter, uh, I had no idea at the time that I would have that it was as you quote as you say, pay, uh, you know, selling out. I just thought, oh, here's a way for us to make some cash, and yeah. I can go full time. Yeah, you know, I can go full time. I can quit my job and go do this. Um, but you know, the funny thing is, is trying to make money in in a in a niche which is cycling. Yeah. I mean, obviously you got the Wahooligan thing in the background there, and you've probably got some sponsorship stuff going on, which is the the end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that comes with a lot of fucking. That's a lot of fucking around too, right? So dealing with these companies, trying to get the money, trying to get long term sort of agreements. Yeah, it does my head in, you know. So yeah. so we went. So I suppose in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is we went for the crowdfunding side of things and the audience, and I did the Patreon thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't do that again if I had my time again. I wouldn't do any of that. I would go with the advertising and the, and the companies side of things yeah yeah punish that there that is that you know sort of trying to organize long term because no one's got any money zwift has probably got a bit of money wahoo you know wahoo's probably got some maybe a couple other fucking brands and everyone else is 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 just scrapping around for a bit of cash yeah they're dead on their ass aren't they but I think yeah. especially now, I think I think more so now at the minute because of so much uncertainty. I don't think people are going to, you know, people are hesitant to spend because they don't know what's going on, right? Like, you know, they don't know if they're going to need the yeah. money in, in six months' time. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, no, it's, it's not even that. It's these brands have got, you know, marketing. It's part of their, their business plan, and, mm. and I suppose it's part of writing off cash for the year to marketing. But, but uh you know, there's so many people like us guys doing little things that everyone's sort of fighting for a little bit of money here and there. Yeah. And uh, and so the pipe dream of doing it full time and obviously you're doing it well. And that's the other thing. You've got to set it up so that you can do it well. I mean, obviously you're doing it full time. It's working. Um, we just tried something else and it didn't work. That's the way I look at it. We tried but the I, next mm. but I, I But I would also argue, Mark, like, you did it back in what 2017. I think if you would, if you tried to do that now, it would be a whole different ball game. Like I know I don't know whether it's because of the videos that have gone more mainstream that that I've done, but like I'm finding that I'm getting more 
kind of ge- generic generic mainstream brands coming coming to me wanting to wanting wanting to sponsor on my channel, which I've got you know they've they've got heaps of heaps of money, and I think you 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 were doing what you were doing at a time when cycling, yeah, it was super niche, and it was, it, I guess it still is to an extent has this old school mentality of you know advertising needs to be in cycling weekly magazines and you know, they, they kind of don't understand this this new wave of social media and I, I, but i definitely think it is better now and i think if you were doing you know what you're doing then you could you would definitely have more success in, in acquiring long-term sponsorship with with brands whether that be within or or without you know outside of the cycling industry well, what do you think man oh. make 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 a comeback well i may I think I think it'd be good for everybody for you to make a comeback. I don't, it wouldn't be good for your kids. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even think you need to like worry about regular content, man. Like if you just work now for the sec- next six months on one video, yeah, and just release an app out of nowhere, an absolute banger, mm-hmm. like that. That yeah, you you you'll be back at you'll be back at the top of the game, man. I'll that's say that that's what sure. that's what frustrates me a little bit. The fact that I, you know you still have fifty thousand subs. It's it's. I wouldn't call it a dead channel, but you know, you're not producing the content you used to. But at any point when you do produce it, you know it's going to get pushed to 50,000 people who all still love you. And those, like Cam says, one video a month of just, you know, a bit of cycling, a bit of life and, and general chit chat. I, yeah, I, th- I don't think it'd be, it'd be too long before you were back. Yeah, look, it's as I say to you, I, I do think about it a lot. And Hannah's, you know, Hannah's a great support. She says to me, look, for your mental health, just get back into doing the vlogs. She's she's always saying, get back into doing the vlogs. And uh, and as I say, there's that cringe factor, you know, mm-hmm. like something to do with a 46-year-old bloke holding the camera going, hey, hey, guys, uh, <laughs> just walking around the shopping centre with my, my camera. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just something crook with that. And so, so um you know, I think about doing it and then I think, ah, uh, can I be fucked? And so there's this constant cycle of uh, of going through. But, you know, I'd love to do it. And that's the other thing about the channel. You say the channel is not dead. I don't know. Algorithm-wise, I think the – and I've got no idea, but I think the algorithm does park it to some degree. Yeah. So it would take it a, a while. I'd probably even be better starting up a new channel, just starting up Mark Ferguson uh, Cycling News. Or something whoa, like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on one second. <laughs> no, no, I won't. Mate, I don't even know enough about the shit. I don't even know who their names are. Neither do I. So, uh, Neither does Chris. <laughs> it doesn't matter, mate. And this is the thing, it doesn't matter as long as you're making content. That's it, just a quick so Google the- search in the morning and I'm away. I know everything. <laughs> are you are you doing the um, the drama alert model, are you? Mate, that's it that, exactly. That yeah, I, but there's just not enough drama in the cycling world. I need to start. Some You've got to create it, Chris. You're too yeah. nice. What about us? Having, too nice. Why, why don't we have some beef then? Mark makes a return and I and I slag him off, and boom, Chris, we're away. Chris says, Chris says this all the time to me. Mark, he's like, he's like, just just start some beef with some like, just kick off the Francis K. Just just <laughs> tell him what tell to say something to him. Give me something. Yeah, but <laughs> if, like, no, but if Francis really heard what you thought about him, there would be beef. Here we go. Yay! Here we go. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> See, mate, he's someone. He's a classy example of someone grinding it in the cycling oh, big genre. Time, yeah. You know, yeah. he he's grinding it, and he's consistent, and he's banging it out. And mate, he doesn't have that many subs. Yeah. Right. I've seen channels go from zero subs to to a million subs in six months. 
in three months. Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, why would you start up? I mean, even me, why would I go back to doing cycling videos when I could start up maybe a, I don't know, fucking something, a comedy, I don't know, anything channel. Yeah. And you, you're opening your scope to other things. So, I don't know. It's This is what I often think about this. Mate, it's such a tough game. It is, yeah, that we know cycling inside out. I know you you don't know the riders' names, but you know what it feels like to cycle. You know how to cycle. You know everything about cycling to a to a normal person, so you, so they can relate to you in that, and that's a hook to get you in straight away. But but if you haven't got that, like like you say, where do you you can literally go anywhere you want with it. You can make any videos, and like you're saying, there's some absolute can I say this cretins out there making shit content but they just get that hook with like the youngsters and they're up to a million Pogs. views what well I mean look at <laughs> porn Morgs. Mo- oh Morgs. I thought you said porn I was like yeah porn. I'm going to porn well porn, porn. if that gets me the views only fans account <laughs> my only fans account wouldn't, wouldn't uh, go very well but you know this is the thing is uh, this is the other thing this is the thing that cracks me about some content is you've got guys like myself and, and, uh, and, you know, obviously Cam and others that are making these really, you know, good, well-thought-out videos and putting B-roll and sort of mute, selecting music and stuff and sound effects. And then you've got people who – I can think of some women that I know on YouTube in the name, cycling world. Name them. Who, name them. Who, beef. Beef. Come on. Who? <laughs> who, who sit – who sit in front of the camera and just talk to the camera yeah, and get shitloads of views. I'm like, what the fuck? This is shit content. This is shit content. And you're, and you're killing it, right? Yeah. So so that that's always frustrating. Yeah. It fucking does my head in there. Like, stop talking to the camera. I, you know, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand this lengthy talks. And even I've been guilty of it at some stages through my videos, you know, where you're talking absolute shit camera for ages mm-hmm. and you go back into editing and you're like what the fuck i've got to put some b-roll or something over the top of this this is horrible and so um but but some people are happy sitting there for 20 minutes talking and uh, and they get the views so good on to them yeah man uh what i want to touch on as well is is um a quick chat about like mental health because again like i said in that i was listening to the daily talk show and you were talking about it then how much did um YouTube and trying to build your audience and produce that kind of content on a daily basis affect your mental health? Did it affect it in a bad way or a, or a good way? Do you know, this is, uh, <laughs> this is, I'm an open book. So I'll start by saying I'm an open book. I'll talk to anything about, I'll talk to anyone about this shit, you know, yeah. whereas some people, when it comes to mental health, they sort of, you know, they try to keep it under wraps mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm an open book in general. When I talk to people, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Really. I don't try to be something that I'm not. Okay. So I'm happy to talk about mental health and I can tell you now that this, let me tell you something. We're talk, we talked about the Kickstarter and my channel sort of dying and me sort of get, you know, getting burnt out with cycling and stuff. All of this stuff has contributed, and then having kids as well, yeah, sort of, you know, I love having kids, but what I'm saying is all these things happening at once really fucked me up Yeah, bad, really fucked me up bad to the point where, you know, I've never, all through my life, I mean, look, Cam's 24, you know, through my 20s, through my 30s, man, I was on top of the world, I was king of the world, I was killing it, I was single, I was loving life, I was tanning birds, just doing so well, right? <laughs> Just enjoying life, 
right? That's Hannah Watson. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. She actually had Sorry, babe. I didn't, didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, back in the old days, you know, the, the glory days. You were a sensible boy. But I, was still, but I didn't have any mental, I didn't have any perceived mental health issues. I was like, mate, people with depression and anxiety, I'm like, what the fuck, what's wrong with you cats, mm-hmm. right? But when I had, uh, when, when obviously the Kickstarter went downhill, uh, and, you know, and obviously then the channel went downhill because I started losing the motivation, um, and I came back to Melbourne and we were having Jack, I started to really freak out anxiety-wise. I was like, what is this fucking thing that's really starting to fuck me up? And it manifested in the form of anxiety first. It was anxiety. I was, I was really in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I went and saw someone about it. So what I'm saying is all of that stuff really had a negative impact on me, but I didn't realise it at the time. I didn't even know what it was. And actually, it was even before that when I went and did the uh, – I quit my job and then I went and did the indie pack. and I think the quitting of the job was yeah. a stress that I didn't really think about too much. And then doing the indie pack, I remember being with Rupert Guinness. I don't know if you read Rupert's book. No, but uh, the the the, uh, the overlander. But we're out in the middle of the Nullarbor. We're out in the middle of the Nullarbor in the middle of the night, and there was four of us together. And you're not supposed to ride together, which we weren't. But we all came to, together at this parking lot in the middle of the Nullarbor, and we said, "Oh, let's all have a sleep because we're all getting tired." You know, so we scattered around the parking lot. Well, mate, I couldn't sleep, and I was pacing around this fucking scrub parking lot just pacing for hours and I was having an anxiety. I was having panic attacks, but I didn't know it back then. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I suppose what I'm saying is it sort of, it sort of got worse, progressively worse once I had Jack to the point where I, I really went into a hole. And, um, and so I think getting back into cycling, eating well, sleeping well, talking to people, being very open about it, like which I am, um, you know, I've been dealing with it since 2017 and it's been pretty prolific through, I don't know if you guys know that Melbourne went into a very severe lockdown yeah, for mm, coronavirus, yeah. Yeah. Pro- proper lockdown. We couldn't leave, you know, go five Ks from home. We couldn't ride for more than an hour. Well, we used to, we did have a curfew, but we don't anymore, but, uh, we've sort of, we've sort of eradicated it for now, but even through that period. I was suffering from bad anxiety, depression. I was going and seeing a psych, and um, and now I'm fine. You know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 absolutely right now. I'm fine. I'm riding in the mornings and stuff. And I think getting back into riding and just being able to communicate with people and just talk shit. Yeah. But it comes and goes. So I suppose what I'm saying is I'm dealing with it daily. Daily I wake up and I'm like, how do I feel right now? Have I got a bit of anxiety? And I don't know if you guys have ever had it, but. If you've never had anxiety, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But if you if you if you are someone that suffers from bad anxiety, we're sort of like it's like we can look at each other and go, "Fuck, bro, yeah, it's the worst shit ever. It's the worst thing you'll ever experience." So here's the thing, like, yeah, I I know exactly where you're coming from. I, you know, I, I've been there and I'm suffering from it. But do you think it's do you think it's something that's that can be that just needs to be um, found out within you as to what is triggering it and it can be sorted and solved and you can move on? 
Do you know, this is the funny thing, bro. How do you find that? How do you find that? You can go see a psych, yeah. you can talk shit for hours about your childhood and whatever else dramas you might have had. Um, how do you, how do you, how do they even sit there and go, you know, oh, this is what it is and, and know yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. then there's, the, then there's, you know, I've done a lot of reading on this, obviously, you know, just to try to eradicate it. There's the gut-brain connection, mm-hmm. you know. So having shit, eating shit food eventually over long periods of time can really affect that connection with the brain and so you know there's there's a lot of books on that uh there's a lot of literature literature that says that and then it's there's also sleep you you know going to bed at regular times at night so there's all these things right that contribute to mental health issues lack of exercise and whatnot and um how do you put your finger how do you do that if someone was to say to me what this is what's causing a thing i'd be like fucking come on mate let go yeah give it a rest right so you don't you don't know really, um, but um, but you know then on the flip side of that each to their own. If you can go to if you want to go to a psych and have a psych tell you this is what your problem is and that makes you feel better, fucking good good stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like you say, there are things that trigger it, especially for me. And I know if I've not had enough sleep, that I I just become an emotional mess the following day or the following couple of days, and it takes me quite a while to get back into a good sleep pattern that allows me to, yeah. to be able to process thoughts from a, um, a logical and rational side of my brain rather than that emotional brain that just goes off on one going, ah, you're fucked, you know, just, just, just go and throw yourself out of that window again. Do you know what I mean? Mate, I, I can totally relate. And I think my big problem is that I, I think back to my, you know, the channel, the, mm-hmm. you know, the channel and the Kickstarter. And I harbour a lot of guilt over the Kickstarter because yeah. we fell to pieces. We were under a lot of pressure. Oh, we man. were copying all this negative feedback from on the YouTube channel and stuff. And to us at the time in that little bubble that we were in in, in the Giro, we were taking it very hard. Oh. I was like, I really wanted to produce something amazing here for the people that have paid all this money. And um, and I can't, I can't because I'm fucking hating it. I'm hating filming i'm hating making videos at the moment because we're copying so much criticism so we skipped days and we didn't produce certain content and and in the end we really fucked it up because i just didn't want to do it i wanted to leave i wanted to quit and just give the money back yeah but you've, you know what i mean you've got to think that and cam i'm gonna ask you this one but you you're you're producing content for the people that are coming to your channel and slagging you off like how are you going to be motivated to do that it just don't make any sense. But this is the thing you've got to remember. It's only a small percentage of fucking idiots that are doing this, right? Most people that watch Cam's channel love him. Most people that watch your channel love you, right? The same goes, you know, like, yeah. I think that's where you've got to tell yourself, but it's very hard to. This is a, this is such an interesting thing. And social media in general, man, it's a fucking tears fest. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest, right? Nice, Grabbing the fucking phone and doing Instagram, I mean, when you're in Cam's position or the vegan cyclist position, my position or your position, you got to fucking get the camera, the, the thing every day, you know, grab your phone and, uh, hey, guys, I'm fucking, uh, let's fucking just make some content. Yeah. And, and so that's not sustainable. No. Do you know what I mean? And um, so it's an interesting little world that we're in. And, I mean, I deleted I, at one stage there through all this mental health stuff, I thought maybe it's my social media going backwards, losing subs. You know, on my Instagram, I was losing people yeah. daily. I thought, you know, fuck it. Let's just delete it all. Let's just get rid of it all. So I deleted my my Instagram, 
my Strava, my Strava group. Oh, shit. Deleted everything. The only thing I kept was my YouTube channel, just in case I wanted to keep, dip the toe back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I deleted the Facebook, but fucking, mate, they make it hard for you to delete a <laughs> Facebook page, right? So I deleted it, and then one day when I was in a really good mood, I went back in there and it was still there. I was like, oh, I'll fucking okay. pick it back and make it come back again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you know, but uh, but I thought that was what was triggering it as well, so I got rid of that. But, you know, I look at people now doing, and not necessarily you guys, but just generally people on in, on Instagram and stuff taking selfies and fucking doing yeah. something like This is so cringe. This whole so social fake. media thing is so cringe. It's so fake, like... I always say that I say this to everyone that I meet. Like, if I didn't, if I, if I, if, if social media wasn't my job, like, I don't think I would have Instagram. Like, no. I don't, I never, I hardly ever post. Like, I, I post like one photo every two weeks, I think. And I, I posted a few photos recently just with the new team and stuff. But like, these people that, that portray this fucking perfect life and how exciting and all these things that they're doing every day in, day out, it's like, mate, fuck off. You, I, I you can see straight through all this bullshit and, and I just don't want to, I can't be asked being a part of that. But, like, but most people don't it, see through it, do they? Most people look at it and go, oh my God, that's the lifestyle I want. Hit that like yeah. button. Then they go and try and fulfill that lifestyle, which is just not sustainable, which is great for, for the, the companies that are sponsoring these posts that these people are doing, aren't uh-uh, it? Well, I mean, this is a, another thing as well as, uh, you know, in the cycling genre, just on, on its own, you know, you've got all these chicks, you know, you've got all the fucking, the, the bike against the wall and you know, all these chicks fucking doing the, the, the pouts and stuff like that. It just fucking does my head in, bro. And the other thing that really does my head in is the, the bike shit, the bike shit, right? So I'm going to get this fucking specialised over this, can- this canyon. Who gives a fuck, bro? They're all the same thing. These bikes are all the same. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They're all made in China. They're slightly different angles or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, I've been racing bikes for 40 years. I can't fucking tell a difference between that factor sitting over there and the canyon and, and some other bike I've ridden. Who gives a fuck? They're light. They, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. So why do we make this big deal about the new thing that's just come out? I, it's to, it's to, the world's it's fucked to, up. It's to tell no wonder people. I'm suffering from fucking depression. The world is fucked up. It actually is. Yeah. Everybody wants to let everybody else know what they're doing, whether they want to know or not. That's the thing. And we're, uh, we're all guilty crazy. of it to some degree, but you know, that you, you do try and keep it as real as possible. I think those, the genuine people out there try and keep it as real as possible. I know I try and try and do that as and where yeah. I can. You can see that just from this vlog, you know, even with the way Cameron's talking, you're talking, you know, you're swearing, you know, that's the way it should be. We're, mm-hmm. we're just fucking just how it is right even with my old videos i never used to swear uh, and i've sworn a lot in this in this podcast yeah, no and, and there's a lot of people that have seen me swear and they're like i didn't know maven swore so much right well i fucking do i swear all the time this is how i talk with anna yeah right and so but i don't i never used to in the vlogs i never used to in the vlogs because i knew there was a lot of kids watching well if i was to come back making videos i think i would just be myself completely yeah, and this is who I am. What you're what you're seeing right now is who I am. I, I, yeah. This is how I talk to my mates. And um, yeah, fucking can. And so <laughs> yeah, so a bit, I'm a bit of a, a bogan, you know. But um, but you know that's how it is, and that's how it should be, you know. And and I think the more I see social media, the more I think people have just got to be a little bit more real and just show show the show the shit, man. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like kids. I was talking to my mate today about having kids. 
you know, people fucking carry on. I've got people that I follow on Instagram. This one particular woman, she's like, ah, oh, playtime. Uh, we're doing water play <sighs> now. And she's really just trying to, you know, get into us that she's an awesome mum and we're all fucking shit parents. Yep. And you should be doing what I'm doing. Basically, that's Mate. what she's saying to us. And she's showing me her meals like every three days she'll show a meal, but she won't show all her meals. I'm like, bitch, show me what you fucking <laughs> the people <laughs> ate last night. Don't show me your fucking broccoli salad, you know, your broccoli salad right now, right? I want to see the real shit. And, and so, you know, these people, and, and this is where I think fucking just show it how it is. Having kids yeah. is hard. My, oh, mate, having kids is fucking hard. It's not just hard. And that's the thing, you know, other mums will watch that and they'll go, shit, I'm not a good mum. And they'll feel shit about themselves. Yeah. When really this woman yeah, probably does right. this one nice thing for the kid. The rest of the time, the kid is sat on the iPad watching mundane shit frying its brain. I'm like my kids do that. Listen, because I remember, I remember dur during lockdown we had we had some funny conversations, didn't we, about all these people on social media saying like how I, we were joking like how many people are going to come out of lockdown with a six pack or fucking learn a new language, learn to learn to fly a plane using a flight simulator because that's all they spent lockdown doing. Like it's just so fake, man. Yeah, but hey, so so count in terms of like your mental health and how comments affect you. You're young. Do you just roll with the punches? I mean, we spoke about it before, but is it is it affecting you at all? Or uh, nah, I think I think I think I think because of like because of the Zwift stuff and everything that happened with, with that, it kind of uh, it, it hardens you a bit. I think and and yeah, I think um, from 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 that from. I mean, I deleted all social media as well after after, after shit at the fan there. I, I, I went I went AFK for about two months, I think, in total. Um, and it, it just makes you realise like how insignificant it really is. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot more to life than 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 some some wanker in a comment section. Uh, no, I think I think, I think I, yeah. So I saw you go through that. I saw you go through that. I never messaged you, but I thought about you. And I thought, you know, he's going through absolute hell at the moment. I, I wondered how you were mentally coping because at some stage, you know, we love fucking cancelling people online. People love getting cancelled, you know. Like, mm -hmm. it's just uh, people, people are crazy. People are psychos. You know, I often, like I'm on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter and I follow, you know, the political stuff. And I don't fucking, I don't want a big, huge following on Twitter. I just want to follow Trumpy and a few others and see how crazy they all are. Every, everyone's fucking crazy. I mean, even the Democrats being crazy. And um, I can't believe how psycho people are towards each other. It's oh. insane. Yeah. And so I look at what happened with you and I just think, fuck, I hope he's all right. But you clearly got through it well. I mean, you banged out fucking two amazing videos that had one point something million views. And well, I think I think that was it. I think I think I think I think that was it. Like if if I hadn't have gone to France and if I hadn't have filmed that video and if I hadn't have done so well, then I probably might have been in. I might have been in a different position. But the fact that it was for me, it was like a, it was like a, a a big middle finger to to kind of everyone involved in that because it's like. Look, I don't fucking need. I don't need you. I can go out and do this video and get X amount of views and 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 still smash it, you know, without without fucking the racing content or without Zwift or without British Cycling. Like I can do this off my own back. I don't need. I don't need them to do what mm -hmm. I want to do. So I think because those videos did so well, it was like yeah, it's just a big middle finger and the fact like that that was like my my bounce back, I guess, and and that was like the comeback. So. 
But yeah, man, it's, uh, I'm chilling. What, what amazed me about it, and I keep arcing on about it, because I think it was amazing, the fact, like, I could not have done that. I would have been producing a video every day saying, I'm sorry, or, you know, I, I'll do better, or uh, replying to all the comments. I was even getting involved in all the comments. Like, you'd, you'd, you'd gone, you'd disappeared. And I was, yeah. like, scrolling through looking, going, how dare he say that? Oh, fuck. And then I'd start I'm commenting. Lucky. I think you, I think I'm lucky that I've got some pretty good... I've got some pretty good people around me, like good friends that 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 aren't necessarily like 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 very like hot. Like you're you're Chris, you're quite hot headed. Like if someone gives you shit, you'd be like, nah, fuck you, nah, fuck you. Like, you, you you'd probably be quite hot headed, right? But yeah, I've got some good friends which 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 probably look at things a little bit differently and they're like, right, in order for you to come back, like you need to. I remember speaking to one of my friends. They're like, just just don't don't reply to anything. Don't do any interviews. Don't do anything. Just take some time to yourself work out what you want to do where you want to take the channel and just produce just produce an absolute fucking banger and like that's what the france yeah. video was i think in 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 my eyes you know produce an absolute banger and then that that's the statement that's the comeback that's your interview and i think i just kind of took that advice and, and ran with it a little bit mm -hmm. um but yeah man, that was fucking mate what a genius your mate is because that is probably and in, that, in fact that's what most celebrities do when they fucking they fuck up is they yeah, go well, they go underground yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, or, or go and do some like charity work or or some some sort of good PR to put themselves back in a positive light. But yeah, like look, I I, I looked to I looked to other yeah, like you said, celebrities which have fucked up and and made mistakes and looked how they'd come back from it. And uh, uh, and even like I remember thinking about David Miller, right? David Miller was was a, was 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 a cheat. He, he he doped all his way, you know, through his career and stuff. And now he's an he's an anti-doping advocate. He, he's an he's you know he, he does what he does what he does. And he, now he's a presenter on ITV, and he's you know he's doing well from that and and from his clothing brand. You know that guy that guy ain't you know he he, he ain't struggling to put food on the table. And I thought you know if someone like him can come back from from doping his way, cheating, you know, lying to people for years and years, then, I mean, I can come back from from essentially what is very little. <laughs> a, a, a mistake. Well, that's that's exactly right. And look at Lance Armstrong's a classic example as well for that because he's got his yeah. fucking podcast, which is killing oh, it, bro. Mate, earning more, earning more money than most riders on the Tour de France when he's putting it out there. Yeah. Easily. It's crazy. Easily. So, you know... This is this is the thing. You, you've got to endure those uh, those down times, and I, I didn't take it well. I didn't take it well. Obviously, as mm. I've, I've said many times in this podcast so far, it fucked me up. Um, and you've managed to bounce back, Cam, and do well. I think the thing is, Chris, we're probably sensitive pedals. I think They're so. More sensitive. I'm a sensitive <laughs> pedal. Oh yeah, and Chris so it really fucking Chris bothered me. Chris yeah. is. What are you trying to say? Well, you can see. Listen, you can see that because he's fucking doing his drama alert channel, but he's <laughs> yeah. too nice. He's too nice to be a fucking drama alert am, guy. So there's this conundrum. There's this conundrum that you've got going on with this channel. I, I think you just need to get just go in. Shall, shall know, I be an harder. absolute? Shall I right. be an absolute? What you should do, Chris, before you start an episode, yeah, walk down your stairs and just fucking headbutt the wall. Just get yourself so psyched up and then turn the camera on and just say, just, just whoever you don't just like in the cycling world, just tell, just say, these are a this person, a I hate this person. That video is shit. <laughs> just, just go mad. But I, I know, but the, I know how much time and effort that they've put into it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I'll hand. I'll hand the Mark. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you do the drama alert, Mark. 
I oh, see. I couldn't do it either. Because uh, you're all the way in either. Oz as well, so you you can. I remember I did a video on. There was some drama between Jurian Ryder and uh, and Phil Guyman, and like I I kind of sat on the fence as much as I could, but I was like. He's being a bit of a dick for saying this, and he's being a little bit of a dick for doing this. And the comments were just pure. It was amazing because it was funny, got, but they were you pure got, evil. You got the man himself. You got the man himself after you, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me a message saying he was going to sue me. Hang on a sec. Who said this? Jurian. Uh, Jurian Ryder. Ryder. Yeah. See, that's that's fucking so unlike. This is the cr- cr- conundrum about this guy. He's mm. online. He's fucking crazy, and I've seen him do some very strange things. You know, yeah. with a. Uh, the um there was a girl dying of cancer and she was trying to get some funding together and and he just slandered her and she ended up passing away and anyway there's, there's, i'm not telling the, the full story because i you know, i have it's been and gone but he's gonna sue you now but it but he's done some some insane stuff and yet in person i've got a lot of time for it mm. you know what i mean like if he was here now we'd fucking i'd have a beer because he doesn't drink but we'd have a we'd have a good laugh yeah, I think, you know, that, I, think that's, a, I think that's what he is. I think like he's he plays up to his um, his persona online, and I yeah. think away from the camera, like you say, he's probably a really smart, down to earth guy who knows what he's doing when he's in front of the camera, and 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 is just a normal guy. Because I so so it was a while ago, probably a couple of years ago, maybe I don't know how long, a year or two ago. He he got he got in he not got knocked off his bike, I think, and he he got quite injured. And I remember sending sending him a message on Instagram like, look, just you know, regardless of whatever's gone, like, I, I said, I hope I hope you're alright. Like I hope you you kind of bounce back from this. And and then, and they sent me a voice note back like, oh, like thank you, I really appreciate it. like dead nicely. I really appreciate your message. Like yeah, I'm, I'm alright, a bit busted up. Um, you know, I'm not too not too bad. Uh, hope hope you know hope hope you're well. Good to see the channel's doing well. And I thought like I would never expect that sort of reply from from him. You just it was, think it was quite going, bizarre. No, he, he, he does care, man. He's he you know as I said, he was the main reason I got into making videos in the first place as well. Mm-hmm. And I actually went vegan and I was uh, I was vegan there for for a couple of years. And he was always super nice to me, super encouraging. He would send me messages saying, man, keep banging out the videos because you're doing really well. The channel's growing. This is in the early days. And so, you know, when I say that I was sort of, you know, I suppose at the pointy end of the cycling blogs, he was well and well and truly down the track in terms of a pioneer of cycling content on YouTube. And and so, you know, I looked up to him as 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 someone on YouTube and he was always really nice. And uh, even, you know, even when I went over to, to Adelaide, he was a good guy. So he cops a lot of hate. I don't know why. I mean, he's just doing his fucking thing. And he's just got his crazy personality online. And I think it's just a big act, really. Yeah. Possibly. Well, there you don't go. Know. That's all we need to do then, Mark. We know. Just be, as long as you're nice in real life and everyone knows that, who, who cares about you, then boom. Be an absolute twat so- on camera. So, so this is the thing, the pro cycling, right? So, so obviously I'm scarred from the 2016, 2017 Tour de France, yeah. well, the Grand Tours. I'm like, fuck pro cycling, bro. There's so much. <laughs> it was, it was such a tears fest, really, in terms of the politics, yeah. right? And I could, mate, I, we could do another podcast on how, 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 uh, all about that, all about the politics of what what went on and stuff, right? But I look at you doing, you know, pro cycling stuff and. Is your is your passion? I mean, look at Valon, man. They've been doing fucking GoPro videos and shit for ages, and they get fifty views. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
no one gives a fuck about pro cycling. So I'm like, you reckon this is where it's at? I mean, nah, I got yeah, a question. Go on, Chris. Tell him. Do you want me to be honest or not? Yeah. Like, I love pro cycling and I love watching the races. And unless there's some major drama, no one really, you're right, no one gives a shit. And the chances are they've watched the race. When I'm reporting on something saying this has happened, they've already watched the race and they've, they've seen the result. They don't really care that much. I think, Chris, what I noticed, right, where people, if, if, if some drama goes on at the tour or something or someone punches someone, like, they come to your channel to to have the discussion in the comments. Yeah. And like, that's what I think. Yeah. Like, they yeah, know yeah. about you know, these I, already. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what it needs really is to be talked about by someone that they fucking know and trust and like. And, and so there is definitely a market for what you're doing, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, there's... The, but it re- there really is. I mean, I'll tell you who's doing really well is that young fella from Australia. Lantern. Well, fuck, you had him up. Lantern. Is it Lantern Rouge? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, he's doing really well. And he's very articulate, mate. And the thing I love about that kid is he's a, he's, he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. He's a young guy in comparison to us old fucks, right? Yeah, exactly. Or me, right? <laughs> he's a young guy. There's not many people his age that would have the confidence to step up and say, hey, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know how to pr- I know how to pronounce the names of the writers, even though they might be Spanish or whatever, which is a difficult thing to do in, in its own, especially if you're from Australia, because we've got no visiting, we've got no countries adjoining Australia, fucking where I can learn French. You know, like <laughs> we're an island, right? So good on to him for that. And he knows how to pronounce the names of the towns and stuff yeah. that they come into, and 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 Palmares and fucking all this, all these technical cycling terms. He knows. So high fives, man. That's that's he's onto it. But the thing is with him, he's very dry. Very. He's very yeah. dry. He he's very dry almost and I and I don't want to offend him by saying this, but almost borderline fucking Asperger's sort of robotic. I mean, he's got very a very dry sense of humor. I've seen some of his videos and he's yeah. actually got quite a good sense of humor. Yeah, he has, yeah. Um yeah, so yeah. so so, you know, but then there's you. And you, you sort of, you know, you do your thing. And, and so it's there. It's yeah. Just- uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, we're still, we're still testing what works and what doesn't. We just found that during the Tour de France, um, Cam, when did we go out to France? Not last year, year before, um, 2018. Yeah, two years ago. Two years we ago. found that, that the cycling news back then was kind of what people were latching onto and how we were making the views and how we were getting the subs. And we've just rolled with it. Now, obviously, during wintertime, there's not a great deal of news to talk about. So you've kind of got to find out what it is. And as much as I love cycling, I absolutely love cycling. There's Like you, when you change your name, like Cam, when he changed his name on his channel, there's more to you and there's more to me than just cycling. But it's we're in, I'm in the machine now. You've got to keep the machine turning. You've got to keep the money coming in before you try and think of doing other things, which is why we started this podcast in the first instance, because I mean, shit, there's some podcasts where we don't even mention the word cycling and kind of that's where I feel that we can, an avenue we can go down where I can express myself a bit more and who I really am, Cam can, and we can get guests on like you and we can just talk Chang man, you know, rather than it being a serious, like this is the news, this is what's happening. Please make sure you subscribe so we can get the views and, 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 Money. Yeah, I think I think, 
and you say money, and and that's the at the end of the day, we fucking need the money. If mm-hmm. we're content creators, we need the money to get to buy the microphone or to buy that. You know, I'd love to go buy. A, I've, I've, at the moment, I've you know, I'm filming this video. I've got a shitty little microphone here. I'd like to go buy the expensive thousand dollar microphone so that we have really nice audio. But fucking, we're in the niche of cycling, right? Where no one's got any money to you know. So we've got to scrounge around for a few dollars from from some brands. So it's it's hard yards, but I think there's definitely a market for this sort of thing, you know, to the you know three or four guys or five, yeah, to have some just good honest banter, you know, on uh, on a cycling race, you know, like you look at okay, look at Lance Armstrong, Hincapie, and that they're just fucking robots. They're sort of yeah. stifflers. Yeah, yeah. They're stifflers, right? What they need to do is just relax and talk fucking shit. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is where I just want to shake these guys and go, just fucking relax, dude. But there's there's brands you know? who just there's one or two brands that'll accept that, but there's a lot of brands that you've you've got to toe the line. Make sure you don't swear. Make sure you don't slag anybody off. Make sure you. I mean, I'm fine because I rarely swear and I, I don't slag many people off. So the brand deal should yeah. be coming in f- thick and fast for me. But imagine if Cam stopped swearing, how much money he'd make. Well, <laughs> well, mate, we might have we might have fucked your fucking brand deals from this yeah, podcast. True, mate. <laughs> we haven't really done any slagging, but uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, nah, Chris. I think, oh, I, think, I think I think I think kind of kind of going on from what Mark said there, like uh, so you know the true Geordie, like something like like what he would do with um, with, with pro cycling. Maybe, maybe we should we should have a crack at something like that. Well, like the kickoff, but for pro cycling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. chatting pure shit and be like, the first four hours just be us there sleeping. <laughs> we're bored. Nothing's happening. Oh, there's a crash. We're yeah. bored. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But exactly. hey, what about this? Is the other thing. What about, and I've often thought about this. So, you know, obviously a lot of things have gone over through my mind over the years of changing content, even, and I keep coming back to cycling for some reason. I keep being drawn back to it. But what about a banter group like this for, for, for a, a live race. So if it's like the Tour de France, you we're sitting down like this, watching the tour, just fucking talking shit. Yeah. Now, I think there's opportunity for that too. Yeah. To, to even do the commentary of the sprint. Yeah, especially if you can get yeah. people in the comments as well. Like, do it live on YouTube with, with, with like three people like this. And then you can get all the audience commenting in the uh, in the chat while they watch the race on TV. I think I think we need to be in the same room. I don't think it would work necessarily on 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 like Zoom. I think no, we true. need to be in, in the same room because then you're not if, like if we're watching a sprint and, and everyone's shouted and cheering <laughs> like it it would just be an absolute Carnage. fucking yeah shit fest in someone's ears, right? So I think if we're in the same room and have like, had a mic had a couple of microphones and if everyone's kind of watching, then, you're not going to over talk everyone, you know. But I mean that's simple. No, see, see I reckon that what you're doing is you're you're building a barrier to progress. Right, so I think I think um, you can do it. You can be like this, right? Yeah. But you know, something like Chris. I mean, I don't know whether you've got the Roadcaster Pro set up there. Yeah, man. All right, I think I have seen it. Good morning. So you've got the Roadcaster Pro, so you can fucking mute people. Like if you know, you love the sound. I mean, I love the sound of my own <laughs> voice, right? So if I had it, I could mute you two as they're coming into the sprint. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter how much fucking screening you do, I'm 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 running the commentary. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, so it's a good idea. So who knows, boys? We may we may do something like for one of the tours. Right. Let's wrap this up because um, the longer this goes on, the longer the edit's going to be for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark, we've got to get you on again. We've got because I want I really wanted to delve into that ASO and the whole Giro and 
and and everything that went on there. So um, can we have a part two out of you, please? I think we do a part two because I'd love to tell you, you know, the goss around that and how, what what was uh, the cause of the ASO coming after us and um, <laughs> who was behind it. Oh, be a bit of goss oh, on who was let's go. It. Chris, there's your drama. God damn it. Right. Well, we'll <laughs> leave that. There is a bit of drama there. Fuck him. I don't care anymore, you know. It's like, I'll tell you, I'll tell all. We'll leave that as a cliffhanger then because that'll, that'll entice people in. That's amazing. Right. Good. Mark Ferguson, a.k.a. Cycling Maven. I said, we're not allowed to dead name you anymore, are we? We shouldn't dead name you like uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, no, I'm ha- I know I'm happy with so. Oh, yeah. so people call me Maven all the time, all so right. it's all good. Mega. Right, appreciate you uh, staying up all night for uh, for me and Cameron Jeffers. It's been an absolute pleasure to see you again. Hopefully, we're going to be seeing you back on YouTube again soon. Cameron Jeffers! Yeah, thank you. It's been no, a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. See you, see you boys. Thanks, nice Thanks for having us on board, and I'll Joe. see you in the next one. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Drama, right at the end.